Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. This is episode 66. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and in the studio today, well, it's not really a studio, we're in the ATB Business Center. I've got Conrad Farrell. Conrad, uh, you are the founder of, and I pronounced this correctly, True Bush? You True Bush. True Bush Kombucha. I already got that wrong. True Bush Kombucha. So that really rhymes. Now, it, it, so for me, the kombucha, my daughter's been drinking it for the last few years, and then literally, I didn't connect it to until she said, oh, I drink that all the time. So tell us a little bit what, what got you started, and a little bit about True Bush. True Bush? True, true Bush Kombucha. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I badgered it. <laughs> no problem. Everybody does it. So um, I'm Conrad Farrell. I'm the co-founder and CEO of True Bush Kombucha here in Calgary. I'm born and raised. Yeah. I'm a chartered accountant by trade. Or You're an accountant? I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. We're both in the same. We're both accountants, but uh, you've gone a different route, and I like this. So what, what got you started with True, um, true Bush? I was a CFO of a company that ended up getting bought out, and I had some time on my hands, and, right. and I can... That was about five years ago that that was that took place, and I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I've always I did my CA CPA for that business background, and so I thought it was good timing to jump into something that I was passionate about. So about eight, eight nine years ago now, I started making kombucha at home. Um, so it, it's not alcoholic, but it's kind of got a little bit fermented. Yeah, I was so, reading a little bit so, about. So the background of kombucha is it's a Asian elixir where. If you think about it, every culture had its own fermented product that right. was passed down from generation to generation for thousands of years. And, and the reason fermented products existed in the world was for, for gut health and to, to uh, 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 give you back natural probiotics, okay. enzymes, amino acids in your gut. Right. So no different than Germany having sauerkraut or, or Korea having kimchi, kimchi. Yeah. Um, or even like turning milk into yogurt the traditional way, not the bastardized... <laughs> Your the standard. So I mean, so this you you stumbled upon it. You, you, I mean, this is literally you talked about it earlier that the the Bridgeland Distillery guys on. Where was the origin of that? Like, I was fascinated by. They were just starting beer, and suddenly they've got whiskeys. So was it the same? You stumbled upon tea. It's tea, uh, right? I didn't really stumble upon it. In essence, um, I've got a lot of um, let's call it uh, health issues, immune issues, okay. and so I was doing a lot of research on where does those issues come from and how do you fix them? In your stomach. And so a lot of it is based around your stomach, yeah. gut lining in your stomach. And so I have a thing called, I had a thing called leaky gut syndrome, which right. basically makes your body toxic. It leaks toxicity into your, your blood system, um, makes it autoimmune issues worse, yada, yada, yada. So, so you, you started investigating and thinking, yeah. what can I do to help and improve so then How do I get natural probiotics back into my system? Yeah. Well, I could take a pill, but I can also create something called kombucha and we were in california we actually saw it when i was traveling amazing in bali we saw it so i started making it at home um for my own benefit and then friends and family were like this is delicious you should do something with this this is this is about three or four years but it's not alcoholic the traditional sort of so to give you background it's a fermented tea in essence you in our system we make a black green tea yeah um at a organic cane sugar and then add the culture no different than yogurt where there'll be a culture that actually does its job it's working, where it's right. fermenting and it's no different than kind of making beer yeah. but it's non-alcoholic at the day it's um it's a uh, it's it's so do you have to you have to inject these biotics or these culture no, no. or you so what do we call the cultures of scoby which is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast and so what happens is the yeast and the so some natural that's natural out there it's yeah. not like something it's a it's a wild fermentation and that's kind of where kombucha 
is right now is where it's a benefit to the humans where it's a wild wild probiotic that can actually make it into your stomach and isn't pasteurized isn't killed it's alive and allows you to to get those natural probiotics that historically we've always had as a culture right everywhere else across the world had their own fermented product this is just one of many what's crazy because not crazy but my wife she's from russia we there oftentimes we'll we'll come up with we need to literally would buy tablets and i think you said it earlier that you can buy them from in the pills mm-hmm. and for years we'd always you know just because wherever you we traveled a lot and that that gives you that natural immunity and i guess that's what it, where yeah. it came and from i you. mean in that case there's nothing wrong with that they're, yeah. they're, they're synthetically made in a laboratory and put in a pill form but you're only getting that isolated um types of bacteria and right. probiotics billions x five billion 25 right. billion they're saying right incredible there's trillions of these in the world there's trillions of them in your stomach so this is just another way to get a complementary but that's kind of like yeah. to point about the immunity. If your immune's down, or yeah. this, there's that whole thing that gives you the na- it builds up your natural immunity systems. And I and I'm just trying to think of an example, but I can't. But it's it's really that it's to your point of I'm going to help myself improve my immune system. And so did it. I mean, just physically, you for oh, the yeah. time when you started in the in the basement, and it, you, you could feel the improvements in yourself. Hundred percent. So I've been a bubble boy since I was a kid. Always, that's on, the, that's always on. Always on. That's it. That movie. Yeah. Because he came out, and environments were just there. Literally destroyed him. Mm-hmm. He, he was. The, they were everywhere. The, yeah. So yeah, like my allergies, my immune issues, my yeah. gut issues. Bubble boy. <laughs> um, you can't really get rid of your allergies. I'm still yeah. allergic to nuts and fish. Like sure. I can't. I can't go eat those now. But I do not have the stomach issues I had before. Incredible. Yeah. And so you just. Okay, you did stumble because you were looking at how can I improve my health, and you made this in your in your basement, and now suddenly, true bush, true bush, true bush. See, I'm getting it wrong. You, you just <laughs> we need to have like a class of teaching me how to say that or teaching people how to say that. So you you so you're making it for family and friends. That 2014 comes along, and and the company you're working for, and you said it was a good inflection point where you said let's let's start this. And it was going to be a lifestyle business originally where. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, we're going to try it out at the farmer's market. So what I did was I found a, a kitchen in Cochrane. I don't, I'm born and raised in Calgary. And so in Cochrane, Alberta. You were going to get McKay's ice cream, weren't you? And you stumbled on that. Yeah. And so um, I rented space between 10, a, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. at a curling center in their shared kitchen. <laughs> and so I'd I worked there, at night. And I'd work at night or early in the morning and I'd yeah. brew kombucha and then basically... Um, in Cochrane, like some, some uh, curling place. Yeah, and so the original idea was to find one or two establishments and do the farmer's market. And so we did oh, that. Okay. So it started in... Our first keg was sold in December... So you sell them in kegs? And literally it was the on tap program because it, what we were trying to do and my wife and I started the business was... Louisa, that's right. Yeah, Louisa and I started a business where we wanted to, one... It to be healthy wellness a lifestyle right that we agree with and also environmental impact and community impact and so when original started it was a draft program which basically meant you're keeping the single-use bottles out of recycling oh, right okay um and so you would go and you'd buy a growler once but you'd refill it many times so we well, still that's that that because bo- i saw on your instagram post you had one word that and it was the 
plastic free and that was a bottle mm-hmm. kind of like the ones they use in the brewery, microbrewery yep. and you can refill it is it the same for, yep. for same, you guys same, same idea same yeah. concept you're going and refilling your growler or your the growler what it's called yeah. the growler yeah growler so um, oh, man. that's kind of how we started the business so what we did was we dropped off two kegs at what used to be called Market 17 um, yeah. which is an organic uh, grocery store and we thought that would last I think about four weeks we thought that last and me and my wife were the growler on. yeah no no the kegs itself oh the keg the which store. is like 200 liters how many liters is a keg 20 liters oh 20 so, I'm thinking okay so 40 liters of kombucha we dropped off and we thought yeah. that last a few weeks because we didn't have a brand we didn't have a name we yeah, didn't yeah. Know, nobody knew who we were um, and we didn't really think Calgary was really ready for the kombucha market for kombucha and we left to Hawaii and I got a phone call within a day saying we need more product and I was like, okay. So I have friends oh. running around, grabbing kegs that extra kegs that I'd made and yeah. dropping them off, and then. And you're on you're on vacation. Yeah, we're on vacation for two weeks. It was kind of like our little break from. Uh, well, the ten till six in the morning yeah. every day for how many weeks? So that's when I knew there might be a little bit of a bigger play here. A bigger. I'm, a, I'm an. This is like a Gary Crushing It type of story. I mean, if you ever listen to Crushing It, yeah. that's literally what you. One day, there's Foolies Clothing Company. He got an order, and I'll just quickly say this if you haven't heard it, but he, he got an order kind of late night, and so he had to have a certain shirts made for the next day. There was some kind of event. He takes the hand, delivers the shirts, and Oprah Winfrey was standing there, and it was like, it was for her, but he didn't know. So there, some... Uh, yeah, there's that, you know, there's always that, uh, everybody's entrepreneur, every, any entrepreneur is kind of like, there's always an inflection point where yeah. they believe that this actually might have Something some more. And so we did a very grassroots thing. Like, I could have went raised million dollars of capital and open up a massive manufacturing right. plant but we wanted to take it very systematic bootstrapped it you and so we bootstrapped it in that Cochrane curling center for a year and crazy. a half um, so we were in there for a year and a half took over the space and then moved to a place in Calgary um, a year and a half later and then we actually just moved into our, ten, our new 10,000 so you just kind of controlled growth yeah controlled Keep, growth organically yeah. um, never took any outside investment never took any nice. debt until recently um, it's been a very systematic thoughtful process of how we wanted to grow this business and that was always kind of the way we did it was we wanted to make sure we're always focusing on the pillars of what we believed as a company and that would be what we now talk about is that we we focus on kids community kids community and um, the environment and we still do everything we we have single-use bottles now because the customers demanded it because we couldn't get it. And you're part of the community. You, yeah. you, you started in Cochrane, which is Calgary community today. And, yeah. and it was, it always has been for me. I grew up going to, going to McKay's, going to, going to Cochrane, but it's the community thing and the environment is a real, I mean, it's not that you've tracked onto it. It's been around for a long time. Recycling in the nineties people, I was teaching my, I was living in the basement with some friends and I was, I was teaching them about how to crush boxes and, and take off the labels. And it's still, it's more prevalent today, which is nice. So, yeah, and, and that, going back to our draft program, it's it's the cornerstone of how True Booch started. Um, we still have kegerators all across. Kegerators, kegerators. <laughs> Look at these names. Kegerators. What was that? Growler. Mm-hmm. The grappler. No, that's a different. Yeah. And so, 2019, we did a we just did an analysis. We kept 200,000 single-use bottles out of the recycling just through wow. our draft program. So you're talking about little bottles because you do. My daughter, I said she drinks the the kombucha. I'm going to give it True Booch. I'm not getting it. Forget it. I told you we're going to need a lesson here. You even got a, you even got your your binder here with the name on it. Uh, but so that uh, those little single use bottles, how can you? I'm not asking you to put you on the spot here, but just 
what can people do for single-use plastic? It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, we don't use plastic. We use glass, so that oh, okay. turns into an aggregate or can yeah. be recycled or melted down to more glass. Um, uh, we refuse to use single-use plastic. We kind of ban single-use pl- plastic even in our brewery itself, yeah. right? So um, from our perspective, we just hope everybody puts that in the recycling bin and it, and it goes into that, that um, call it reuse, um, refurbished kind of scenario yeah. where they're yeah. turning it into other products. Um, I hope there, and I hope eventually there becomes a better solution, but this is the only real thing we yeah. can do. So um, the growler, how big is it? A liter, two liters? Two liters, yeah. Two liters. So it's a lot of yeah. kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we have, I mean, that's a program that's been going on forever, and Calgary is just, Alberta in general, but mainly Calgary has just embraced that. And we have diehard fans that every week are going down to the farmer's market, are going to the Calgary co-op, yeah. Blush Lane Market, to do a fill of... Blush Lane Market, where's that? Uh, Blush Lane Market, there's four around town, Goodness, I believe. See? Yeah. I've been gone too long. Yeah. 18 years out of Calgary. Mm-hmm. And these little things, the city has changed a ton. And one is this, this, homegrown. I mean, beer's been around for a while, and then yep. the microbreweries have been around for a while, but this is, is this a new, it's a new trend in Canada, or? Uh, it's a, it's a worldwide trend, in essence. Like, it, it, the birthplace is always, from a health food standpoint, is always California. So, GT's kombucha was the, he was the, he was the original the guru the guru that you know he he, he commercialized the, the ginseng that, the ginseng no, I wouldn't yeah. yeah so he commercialized uh, kombucha uh, on a national scale right. in the states and then it, it trickled its way up into Canada and now is Europe Australia and it's a worldwide wow. thing like there's a, a conference we go to down every year in April called the kombucha con and <laughs> when I we, we went for five years ago we were, the fruit, we were there there was only Handful. 20, 20 brewers around that right. were actually part of it. Now there's 500 or something like that. Do you find people come to you in Calgary? Just how can we do our own, like you started mm-hmm. 10 years, eight, eight, nine years ago? Did you get people say, I just want to make my own the same way? Or is it. Uh, make it at home, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do, mean, we, you got we a do book. workshops. You've got the book series now. and Yeah, we do workshops every t- once in a while. Like Blush Lane, for example, has yeah. a little uh, area where they do workshops. And so we'll, yeah. we'll bring our team and teach people how to make kombucha, uh, traditional kombucha on their, on their counter. No different than I did when I started 10 years ago or 9 so, years ago. Yeah. Quick lesson then. What do you do? I mean, you, it, it literally, so you get the microbiomes or the microbes. It's yeast. called the SCOBY. The scoby. Yeah. Isn't it like a bun? Isn't that a bun that you put in the oven and you eat, eat it? Oh, that, that's a scone. <laughs> yeah, that's a scone. <laughs> so scoby, and then you and you bring fruit and vegetables together? What you... No, so you're taking the, the I'm sugar. naive. I'm, re- I'm really an account on this one. Yeah, yeah. You're taking black oh, green sugar. tea yeah. with organic cane sugar and the culture. And, and you're letting scoby. that ferment for two weeks. Okay. And so it's no different than beer. The guys that add, they'll take their mash and they'll take their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. formula and add their culture, which yeah. is their yeast, to make beer. We're doing the same thing, but using it. Uh, but Does it have to be airy? airy yeah, it's, open, air? it's open-aired. Um, so it's a very wild fermentation. It's getting wild yeasts from its environment. Our yeah. product can actually change over the seasons based on the time of year, just based wow. on what's happening. Um, and it just changes a little so bit. So the strain, this is where that flu strain, the strain's in the air. We'll, yeah. just, we'll get into that, yeah. into your school beat. Yeah, and so that is the key to why it is a beneficial product. It is wild and it is always, ever, always changing yeah. and has a symbiotic culture. This is that incredible. Is, this is incredible. You know, right? That, yeah. that works with you and not against you. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it is. So I just saw the other day, and, and this is where it, we'll, we'll, we'll segue into the final part here. But I saw on your Instagram handle there's a, the kind of like a beer hand, 
beer can, not the beer, but the draft thing, but it had root beer and a, a couple, three mm-hmm. flavors. That was one of your Instagram posts. I don't know if you, you know that, but it was really cool. And so you add flavors. Is it a flavoring or how do you do Yeah, take, so we have the base ginger kombucha or? and then after that, once the base kombucha is fermented for two weeks, yeah. we take that and, and do our flavor mixing. So we'll, we'll, we have a proprietary <clears throat> um, flavor profiles that we use, like ginger, for example, is fresh pressed ginger. We yeah. go through... Hundreds just a natural ginger because root beer isn't nope. natural in a sense but it's no nope, we use all the natural like everything from star anise to uh i can't even pronounce half the things that are in root beer, sure but all the roots that are make root beer yeah, yeah, yeah. and the flavoring will come out from that, that. Makes... and then we do a meal share so we've teamed up with meal share on our draft program to 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 do a one-to-one where every growler that's sold gives a meal back to the youth and so that flavor, we is call it a program here in Calgary. Yeah, meal it's a program share. called Meal Share, and okay. so you know a lot of restaurants do it with their, let's say their eggs Benedict would be the Meal Share yeah. item that gives one meal back to the youth. And so we've teamed up with Meal Share to do that on a specific rolling every every month. We have a new Meal Share flavor, and so oh, okay. it's always changing, and it is always with the seasons. Yeah, um, and it is always tried to be as we can in Canada to be connected to local produce. So we team up with Blush Lane. Blush Lane has their own orchard yep. out in yep. BC. So we get their pears, their peaches, their apples. We do seasonal flavors. But as well. this is touching on, and, and it's a common theme that this morning or yesterday someone asked me, "What's what's some of the commonalities you're finding?" Out? This is right there, the local local. When I, I met with the Mutley crew, she's uh, the dog kind of dog kennels. We use local products. I talked with uh, the, from, the woman from uh, Doodle Dogs. And Megan was telling me we, we go for local pro where we can. So this seems to be a common thread. It's a very common local. thread. I saw an interesting post the other day, somebody saying, Amazon won't support your baseball team or Amazon won't support your hockey team, right? Yeah. The local guys will. Like we support so many community initiatives around town and we can right. only do that because people are buying local products. But they're not good. buying the GTs from California. They're buying true booch in Calgary because we're local so then we can take those the money we make and support the community and that's that resonates idea, that right? goes back to one of your pillars you, you mentioned community mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden you got go local community that, those are those are together and it really goes hand in hand and I, I you know I'm Conrad I'm really cognizant of your time so tell me what do you think is going to be critical over the next two to three years so the, one or two ten items I don't whatever you want to say for the next few years for, for your business it? yeah and um, I mean when we start our business, we're always going to be that local mom and pop shop that um, gave the best tasting kombucha, that gave gave a shit about the community, yeah. supported the community in which we were so fortunate enough to actually have the support around us to yeah. make a business. Um, so it was only, <clears throat> originally the plan was never to get into any large, large retailers, grocery retailers, like the Sobe Safeways. Because the they're kind of you know, more near na- national, but not. Yeah, they're more national, and we didn't have a production facility to, to facilitate that um, that growth. So we we always ran a business that we would, we would under-promise and always over-deliver, and we're always going to do that. So From, from your beginning, you said, let's stay in, let's stay in Cochrane. Yeah. We'll, we'll make our orders, make those orders, even though you were probably excited when you were in Hawaii. Was it Hawaii? Yep. You were in Hawaii. Yeah, like from day one, we've never been able to keep up um, denying. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. And we were very fortunate that Calgary supported us so well. And so now that we are in this new facility, we have, the, we have about a 10x production capacity now compared to what we used to have. And we have the dollars to spend to get into the larger retailers because right. it, it is a different game. Um, we are going to try to 
give our craft and still keep it small and niche, but still go into those big retailers so that our fans can have access to it anywhere within Western Canada and soon to be out east. Um, we're trying to get to Ontario, Quebec, and, yeah. and just expand organically as fast it seems as we like feel comfortable. A yeah. Huge opportunity if you take, and I'm I'm not being local here, but in Saskatoon, the small towns when you can really get people doing their own and maybe being a franchise or I, I'm not is that is that something you do or is it just more here you go here's a trade but what if somebody says I, I started this in the basement and Conrad I really after five years I want to scale up what can we do I mean I just didn't, I'm just a quick example like an, an outsider asking us questions no like say I, I Conrad I attended your course five years ago and I'm I'm, I'm up in Leduc Alberta yeah. and I've got this little thing going all my family like you family and friends what do I do? I want to go. I want to go. I want to be like Conrad and, and the true bush. I can't get this. It's not going to happen. The kombucha TV. Um, the TV. So for somebody want to start a kombucha company, yeah. Um, I mean, that's no different than the craft beer world, right? Like, yeah. The craft beer world. There is a niche for it. There's a. There's a. There's a need for craft homemade. Home, local. There's a lot of craft. Yeah. Like, when I left yeah. here, there was a yeah. handful. Now they're everywhere. We're the first craft kombucha yeah. company in Alberta. Um, now there is, I don't know, five. There's several ten, already. There is, there, there is a lot, and it, the, the space is getting more crowded every day. And and we just think about what our goal is, and our ultimate goal as an industry is to get sugary drinks off the shelf and put low sugar. Yeah. High probiotic, yeah. high amino acid, B12 rich products on yeah. those shelves that yeah. can replace the Coca Cola's. Um, the Coca Cola's. Well, just Pepsi. be the alternative will be there, and I, it was. And I, to this is the point, the vegan. I listened. I watched the vegan. A guy talk about vegan, and he was right next to it. This is a beef place. It was in the UK, and it was a far, he was interviewed a farmer, and he goes, "We just give you the option. They're not going to go away." He said, "The meat's always going." The farmer was kind of arguing for the meat, which is. He says, "That's it'll always be there." The coke will probably always be there, but it's an alternative, a new alternative. Yeah, and I think I think the world's shifting away from high sugary, yeah. high fructose corn syrup that they know is causing family health issues. Like, sure. there's no there's no pretending that uh, if you drink coke every day that you may or may not like you, your odds of being a diabetic are exponentially they higher. They, they increase, yeah. And so, as that as the world shifts and our youth understand that. They're going to shift away from. It takes a generation or yeah. two. Gen- yeah, it does. And wow. so I think the longevity of kombucha is there as long as customers are willing to drink it and willing to support it. And, yeah. and the only way we can do that is our ultimate goal is to make Canada, specifically, yes, specifically at Calgary, obviously, but Canada in general, a healthier place yeah. and less sugary products. It's consumed. awareness. It's just creating awareness and you've got, you know, bringing some of those threads together, your community, local product, you know, that, and then you just, it, it raises up, what is it, rising tide, mm-hmm. uh, takes all ships or whatever it is. So one last question. The logo, obviously we're in the mountains, inspirational, are you an artist, your wife, somebody? <laughs> um, so yeah, so, for the benefit of their five listeners, here's a mountain, uh, <laughs> Conrad's wearing a hat with a mountain uh, logo on it. Yeah, so, which is your which is your logo? Yeah, um, I came up with the idea. So this was I'm putting on this. I'm really you're flustered on this one. No, I'm not. You flustered. had a lot of questions. So we started. Um, we started this business as a lifestyle business, and yeah. I was supposed to be skiing. The plan was to be skiing three to four days a week. Right. That never happened um, for good reasons. Obviously, there's a demand for the product. Sure. I'm, I'm 
we had a very successful last five years because of it. Yeah. I wasn't able to ski, but I still wanted to keep the roots of what I love, the outdoors, mountains. Right. Um, we're from Alberta. We're from the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Keep that Wonderful. alive in our product. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, it is a lifestyle. So if you choose to be a mountain guy, you're a mountain guy. If not, then you're still going to be drinking. You're virtually there. You look at that every day and you think you dream. It goes back to that movie where um, it's a wonderful life, and he kept dreaming the, the travel. If you remember, you know, he, George Bailey always wanted to travel, and he never got out of, of uh, Pottersville or Baileysville. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Conrad, really, thanks so much for your time today, and I, for introducing. Can I true booch? true booch? Why can't I get true booch? Say kombucha. kombucha. Can you say kombucha? So that's it. True booch. It, it rhymes with kombucha. Yeah. True booch. Can you say kombucha? Yeah, kombucha. How come you can't say true booch? True booch. True booch. True booch. True booch. Kombucha. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for the lesson, Conrad. Yeah. Thank you.